in a world in the year 2017 in a time of tradition in a city where anything can happen in a war that isn't his every day in new york city on the miami police force in the deep south story we're, we're doing inventory today that's <laughs> <laughs> why eric didn't show up for that's work why eric didn't show up because he doesn't want to fucking carry these boxes w- welcome to I these out, I out of work. oh okay you got the mumps uh we are or eric's on location but we are of course doing the whole week of rnc decade where we we are running down the greatest things of the decade uh of course with late fees you know what you get with us we are uh the resident rnc movie podcast and we are going to be talking about the best movies of the decade you know what you get with us that's gonna be, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna work that into the t-shirt <laughs> uh, of course all week uh rnc is running down their favorites of the decades that is music uh movies wrestling uh everything you know under the sun so uh pretty much you know you have us here cam's here myself Eric is here. Cam just did a pose. Cam only Cam did jazz hands. Yeah, he did a pose, and no <laughs> one can see him. I don't. Bro. This is not a Facetime People podcast. Don't feel me though. They always, <laughs> always feel me. <laughs> they don't feel me. And of course, I'm here with the Pafif himself, Pat. Uh, you know, of man, course. I got my own best of the decade list. What is that? Uh, uh, we got. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have my own list. I should because I, I, you know, I love lists. I love, I love them. I don't know if you love lists. We also have <laughs> Eric, we also have Eric here on location. Uh, Eric, how are you What's doing, sir? Oh, you know, just um, hanging in there. It's uh, been a busy week for your boys, so I can't be there uh, physically, but I'm I'm there and audibly. You were like um, the you're like the 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 June Diane Rayfield of the show. That's a great reference to um, to how did this get made? One of the the top comedy podcasts. I'm proud that you even know who that is. Oh, well, you wow. took you took me to a live show. This a light decade. a light dunk. He took uh, me yeah. he took uh, me to the live show this decade of this, and I didn't even know about it before uh, Eric told me about you know he took me to the show. So I I mean I'm offended that you wouldn't think that I knew about the show that you put me onto. No, no, no. Don't let Pat gas you up. I wasn't trying to dunk. That was like a high compliment. Like, it makes me happy that you know what that is because we both enjoy it so much. And, uh, you know, it, start, it, it showcases some of our kings. Uh, young uh, Jason Manzoukas from John Wick 3 fame. Uh, TikTok. And, uh, and Paul and Paul Shear. And, uh, yeah, June Raphael Diane, his wife. And, uh, yeah, talk about... That, that whole show is about dunking on motherfuckers. Uh, so, yes, we are going to get into it. I think what we should do is we should do it like we did on our, on our top. Uh, just like a quick, just like a quick, you know, rundown of what we liked uh, on the decade. And then just do like some banter around it. Yeah, yeah. And then we just have all, all, all of our individual yeah. kind of lists. The, the thing is, this is impossible to say. Like, yeah, there, there's no way that yeah. we were going to have a unified list. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't like any of the artsy fartsy old cars <laughs> yeah, movies Martin, Martin that y'all like. Movie. All over the place. Also, there's just no such thing as best movie of the decade. 
Yes, yes, there is. I mean, if to just overall, it's like how there's no, there's no best anything. It is clearly Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, which <laughs> is on my list. Been waiting for that. <laughs> it's on my list. Where is mine? It, it's it's obviously now you see me. <laughs> <laughs> so who wants to start off here? Who wants to who wants to volunteer their list like first? Ten or five. Like. I have. I actually have fifteen. You have fifteen. Yeah. But I'll, I, I can run through them Do quick. 10. Yeah. Cam, if you have five, try and add five to that. Okay. I have six right now. I have 10. That I remembered off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, Pat, Pat you want to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Just run through the list. Yeah. And, and just kind of give your you know, your thoughts on just your list overall. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my list overall, I mostly, I had some lists from like my top movies of each year already. Right. And it did end up being mostly... Uh, just the movies from that conglomerated, but it did maybe reconsider a lot of those. Uh, the list I will say is more favorable to older, like the the older, the longer movies potentially been on the list. The hot, more cemented its spot is, yeah. just because the longer I've had to sit with something, the more comfortable I am with giving it a really high ranking. Right. Like it's hard to call something classic for me the second I see it because right. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it in five years or ten years. Yeah. So the highest movies on this list, eh, a good portion of the higher movies on this list are older. Okay. Uh, and I think that other movies on the list that are currently lower may get higher or, or whatever. Uh, so without talking about any of them, I will just say 15 through 11 are Get Out, The Handmaiden, Inherent Vice, Certain Women, and Force Majeure. Uh, these are all movies that I think deserve to. I know <laughs> Eric loves that. Uh, these are all movies. I like that. These are all movies that I think deserve to be higher, and that I think, if you wanted to argue with them, for, th- this is a very good tier. I will say this was an extremely competitive list for me to make, uh, especially if the, any of those movies could have competed for the uh, the tenth spot, uh, which ultimately went to uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, which is uh, I think the best Wes Anderson movie of this decade. Uh, and probably Bear. the best Wes Anderson movie, maybe, other than Royal Tenenbaums. Fair. Uh, you said fair, Eric? Yeah, very fair. Uh, the cast is amazing. Uh, uh, Ray Fiennes uh, is especially spectacular. Uh, the kid is great. The moment at the end, uh, I don't know his name, but the actor who plays Dark Doll on Homeland, uh, yeah. he's especially fantastic recounting the whole story at the end. Uh, Cass is great, and it's not too self-aggrandizing in a way that uh, Wes can be. Just so, run through the rest of them. All right, and then, all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, so then we got uh, Mad Max was my number nine. Okay. Uh, Phantom Thread was my number eight. Favorite was seven. Spring Breakers was number six. Wow. Uh, number five was Prometheus. Really? Yeah. I love Prometheus. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, great for that. Number four... The newest movie that is very high uh, and maybe should be lower was First Reformed. Uh, the nice. the visceral reaction that I had to it is what put it so high yeah. for me. Normally, I would not have put a new movie this high. Number three, got to give it up for the goat. Get the witch in there. Number <laughs> three. Uh, uh, number two, uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Uh, Eric, do you know what that puts number one? Hold on, you already said, oh, wait, no, that's 2008. What could it be? Uh, uh, number one is The Master. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Eric's is a pop one yeah, over there. I will, num- number one is The Master for me. I, there's a lot of overlap with mine. Um, 
I don't want to cut you off. I'll let you do like a nice little summation. Yeah, like a wrap up. No, yeah, yeah. Like what would you? Well, I, I'll say this. How about we we talk about really what the, what was this decade to us? What did this uh, represent? What does this decade represent to you? The the decade to me actually represented. Uh, I will say the, the the most glaring thing about this list to me, if you showed it to me like me in high school, yeah. is that there's no Tarantino movies on this list. Mm. Uh, and I think that the one that is closest to it is Inglorious Bastards, but that came out uh, in 2008, which may have been what Eric was, was just referencing. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, he's probably most people's gateway drug, uh, <laughs> but ends up not being like... What a term. You know, like just like not their favorite person yeah. Like at the end of the day. Django is a really good movie. Uh, Hateful Eight is an okay movie. It's surprising to me that neither one of them is on this list, so I guess I'm happy that uh, there's some growth on the list. Uh, Get Out will probably be higher after I sit with it for a few more years and after it right. trickles into the uh, public you know, m- manifesto a little more. I-, I see Get Out being put into the, the, the museum of like historical... Yeah. I see that. I see yes. it going there. Yes, I do too. Um, and and certain women, I think, is especially spectacular. I haven't seen it enough, honestly. Um, but then, like Spring Breakers, I think is a really good amalgamation of what this decade was about to me, yeah. especially for when it came out. Which even now, like outside of my love for it, it does feel a little dated. But that's because it's so so emblematic of of when it came out, which was like Harmony Corinne putting Selena Gomez. And Gucci Mane in the same movie, and like James Franco is playing like like you had this controversy over like whether he was uh, based on Riff Raff or based on uh, that other guy who's actually uh, like a, a Florida native whose whose name I can't remember now, but like that's what like Alien is one of the most classic Franco roles. Like yeah. the, I just love everything the movie represents and and, and yeah. the movie itself, uh, and then. Inside Lewin Davis, I think, is you know one of the best Cohen movies ever, and they've always been some of my favorite directors. And same with uh, The Master, which I think at the time I saw it, I was like, "Ooh, PTA is slipping a little bit." Like yeah, he, after, he, after those Resident Evil movies, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, he used up all the juice yeah. in Resident Evil, and 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 there will be blood. Uh, and then, but but now that I've I've thought about Just The Master a lot more, uh, I think that it's one of the best performances of both Hoffman and Joaquin, which is saying a a hell of a lot. Uh, And I love how the story is basically just a bromance slash just straight up romance. And it's so ambiguous and not ambiguous. And I've been reading a lot about Scientology recently and he did straight up just use a lot of that shit. So it's, it's, it's it's I mean Scientology you can only achieve the highest level of Scientology while on their privately chartered cruise ship. So th- the fact that a lot of the master takes place on like a fucking yacht is is crazy. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So that was Pat's list. Uh, you you want to go up there next, Eric? Yeah, sure. I, I kind of approached this a little differently. I didn't order my favorites of the decade. I, I, I didn't either. That, that's fine. I think uh, only I did that. I, yeah, I went through each year and picked my fave, and I think that, or tried to narrow down my favorite, and I think that helps me. You did heat. <laughs> sort of, yeah, and and you know, these may not be etched in stone. I, I'm, you know, I could, you could ask me about this in a month, and I, I might have a different answer for every single year in this decade. But 
I feel like the movies I'm about to list, which do have some overlap, uh, the Venn diagram of what Pat just created, uh, sort of speaks to both how I began watching movies differently as an as a young as a as a as an adult, uh, and the kinds of movies I sought out mixed with like my sort of evolving politics or or um, my love of cinema or sort of being turned off by cinema by certain you know pockets of it if that makes sense mm-hmm. um, yeah there's a lot of like push pull and I think you'll see that in my choices that sort of run the gamut of like fucking every genre uh, so I'll go ahead and start um, yeah 2010 I'll make it quick I'll just do my fair to the year yeah just run through it just run yeah. through it yeah so 2010 had some fucking bangers. Um, it, was a good, it, it was a good year for movies. Like, yeah, like The Town and Easy 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 A, which was like a great underrated uh, studio comedy, and, and Black Swan. You know, God tier Aronofsky, and it's fucking Scott Pilgrim too. But Social I, Network. Yeah, I ended up going with MacGruber. Wow. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> this Eric's gonna go into some art ass choices oh, after this. So he, th- this has to be the broiest choice. Uh, yeah, Eric could make, but it's, it's, the funniest, uh, it's the funniest movie of the decade, tied with Walk Hard, uh, which you know was hard for me not to to pick. Um, I think I think you're off on a technicality on that. I think Walk Hard is 2008. Oh, there you go. All right, I don't feel as uh, guilty. I, I think those are the two funniest movies of the last 10 to 15 years, hands down. But Absolutely really, delightful Walk Hard oral history yeah. out right now. Yeah, I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm excited to read it. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, listeners, MacGruber, Will Forte, classic, uh, directed by the Lonely Island Boys, minus Andy Samberg. Uh, just absolute perfect parody. Um, man, 2011, what a shitty year for movies. Um, you know, It was bad, actually. My favorite was, movie from 11 is Rango. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like the exact opposite of 2010 where we had like the, the fucking Lincoln lawyer and the adjustment bureau. Like, get the fuck out of here. But I went with uh, Cabin in the Woods, Drew Goddard. Um, oh, hell yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, an- another, you know, I know we've abused the word meta these days and like this very self aware, self referential movies, but I think Cabin in the Woods is like, in the past decade, the. The, the paragon, the the, the 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 summit of these kind of movies, just a perfect genre deconstruction. And like, I'm not a big horror guy, but like, it gets the horror beats perfectly, and it's funny and still scary as fuck, and like, great. great I think kills, he, great I features. think he did the script with your boy. Your boy. <laughs> uh, what's the name? Joss, right? Yeah, Joss. Joss Whedon. Yeah, like God tier Richie Jenkins performance. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's 2011, uh, and here comes. My biggest overlap with Pat 2012 is The Master. Um, I I go back and forth between my favorite PTA movies, and I have I could probably say five of them are my favorite PTA. Movies, yeah, yeah. The Master keeps coming out at number one. It's just it's just a I did, it, it it's hard to put into words how wonderfully written this fucking movie is. Just like what kind of brain can write those words? You know what I mean? It's um, that's deep. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's just it's something. It's, per- it's something. It's like I, I don't know. It's it's lyrical, but it's 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 uh, it's poetic. It's, it's like a it's a it's like a novel. It's I don't know, man. It's I, I can't even put it into words. It makes me so angry how good it is. PTA is a god. Um, Resident Evil Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where am I at now? Twenty fourteen. Twenty thirteen. Come on, uh, man. 
so 2013. Sorry, my laptop just turned off. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, another another overlap with um, Pafif. I go Spring Breakers. It's Harmony Corinne's masterpiece. Um, I feel like, and I think Pat made a really good point, how like that's sort of emblematic or like an alchemy of every sort of film of that decade, of this decade we're talking about. There's like this late Obama-era malaise going on, and we're sort of like in this fog and sort of figuring shit out and like, going into 2014, which we're, the country's really taking a weird turn. Um, and this movie kind of rep- represented this sort of, like, debauched um, sort of dream, fever dream that, you know, I hadn't seen really. It, it, it was a movie of, like, textures. It, it felt like a movie, and I, I mean that in the literal sense. It, like, felt like a dream. It's I like had, the type of movie where if somebody describes, like, here's what I want to make, you think, like, okay, go back to art school, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> but it actually was good. Yeah, it's actually yeah, amazing. And um, so that's 2013. I'm trying to speed this up. Sorry, boys. No, it's okay. Uh, uh, 2014, I have a tie. Uh, it's What We Do in the Shadows. Um, the, it's now an FX comedy, but one of the funniest um, sort of like docu, docu satires. Yeah, mockumentary. I mean, Christopher Guest hates that term, so I'm going to listen to Christopher Guest. But um, it's, Ty- it's Taika's, you know, that was his baby before he was the Marvel King with... Um, with with Thor Ragnarok, he was making these really gritty, really funny, low budget comedies, and it's, it's perfect. But I have it tied with Inherent Vice. It's another movie of Paul Thomas Anderson's that I go back and forth with. Like I know a lot of people don't like this one. Um, this a lot, this seems to not make a lot of people's top five PTA, and I kind of understand. Um, I like it, it for the reasons people don't like it, and I think the same thing is true for you. Yeah, I I, I like. I like like the liquid narrative of it all. How it's sort of like, who who is who are these people? What is happening now? I mean, he literally rewrote Thomas Pynchon's book um, of the same name, like word for word, first because he like wanted to know how it felt to write a book like that, and then turn it into a script. Like he's like a fucking god. Um, 20, 2015, uh, You know what it is? Can you guys guess? Twenty five. I don't even know what twenty fifteen was. Yeah, no, uh, wait, uh, wait, is it, is it The Witch? No, I'm not you. Oh, come on. Uh, Magic Mike Double XL. Oh, God. Oh, of course. God. All right, 2016, go to 2016, I don't want to hear it. Go to 2016. Uh, another, another tie, and they kind of speak for themselves, The Handmaiden, Park Chan-wook's, yeah. know, like, daggering movie, and then, um, Moonlight. Uh, yeah, of course. It's one of the movies that, like, you would think it would be overhyped or sort of revisited through a different lens now. I mean, it's still a perfect movie. I don't care what anyone says. I still have to have to see it. It's on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. It's on Netflix. Wait, who hasn't seen it? Pafif. Pafif hasn't Holy seen shit. Moonlight. He's fucking wildin'. Holy shit. I just saw the guy from Moonlight in The Predator. <laughs> oh, oh I forgot you hadn't seen that yet. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> it was ungood. Yeah, he was in Bird Box too. Like, get out of here. Whew, she should choose some better, uh, better ammo clips. <laughs> um, and twenty seventeen, I have another tie. Man, it's just for the opposite of Pat's problem of not having any Tarantino. I have almost too much Paul Thomas Anderson. That's okay. Um, I have tie and sort of that spectrum running thing again. I have this sort of pristine, polished Phantom Thread, and then the fucking. Gritty ass good time, the the Safdie brothers um, movie. I know Pat didn't really work for Pat as much as it did for me, but 
Um, it's one of those ones where when I eventually get around to watching it again, I'm going to like it. Like, I think about it a lot despite not liking it that much when I, I saw it. Yeah. Um, A24. Kings. Um, all right, well, 2018, I racked my brain over this, and again, you could ask me tomorrow and I might change my mind, but it's that thing where you sit with it a little bit longer and your your mind changes on something else, but... To this day, I haven't thought about another movie more than I have Annihilation. Oh, okay. Wow, okay. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Black Klansman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, we joke because, you know, I, I was probably the most mixed sour. We'll call it, we'll call it mixed. All, yeah, out of, we'll call it mixed out of all of us. But I, I do, I have grown to appreciate it a little more, especially in the wake of, like, Green Book winning this shit like it's just it's radicalized me even further what did Spike say about Green Book not my cup of tea <laughs> and, then la- and then laughed at it oh yeah. man what a king that was the funniest shit ever um, but yeah Annihilation man it's um, yeah I, I have it on Blu-ray and I watch it frequently it's just it's just it hits me in the chest you know, on multiple thematic levels visually um, you know again I go back and I, I think Ex Machina is the superior sci-fi but I think about Annihilation, it, it's more profoundly um, interrogative movie. Like, I interrogate it more than I do any other fucking movie. It was hard uh, to cut, it was hard for me to cut Ex Machina from this list. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, I was I was surprised not to hear that on yours. Uh, do we do, have we done this year yet? Are we even like, no, it's not, no, I mean, no, 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 no. This, yeah. this isn't done. So Beach Bum. John Wick yeah, 3 Beach Bum. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's it for me, yeah. So I, I gave my preamble at the top about, you know, why I chose those movies. And it, it's been an interesting decade. And watching now through like a more, for a more pretentious, or for the lack of a less pretentious term, like a more mature eye, I, um, yeah, I think all these movies sort of sum up how I watch movies and what I feel about art and politics and culture in general. All right. All right. Uh, I think I'll go next on my yeah. list here. <coughs> you feel me? Let's go. First up, we got Drive. Okay. Drive. Uh, Give me that jacket. You feel me? Uh, I think that popped off the decade really well for me, honestly. I, I think that a lot of people have probably soured on that a lot more than uh, as the years have gone by, but I still think it, it really holds up for me. Uh, the Wrestler. Oh, yeah. Great choice. Oh. Uh, oh man, I forgot. I, that bums me out. I had to leave that off. Did you work pick. on steroids, bro? Wait, wait, wait was, there, was The Wrestler 2009? Or wait, t- I thought it was 08. Was it 08? Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was 08. Let me see, let me see. I think I'm wilding. Yeah, because 2011 was Black Swan here. Yeah. I'm thinking, why, why did I put the wrestler here? I think I might have been li- thinking of something else. You just watched it for the first time. We'll, we'll, Doesn't we'll, count. we'll swap that with P- Scott Pilgrim. All right, yeah, that uh, that's legit. Scott Pilgrim, uh, story of my life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hereditary is up next. I think Hereditary is the, the greatest horror movie of the decade. Bar I none. barely, barely didn't. Um, Mad Max Fury Road. Django, Django Unchained, Get Out, uh, Moonlight, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, <laughs> Ultimate Edition. Most controversial. <laughs> hey, I support it. I support it. Got it, boy. You know what? Like this is the more I like sit on it. Like I didn't watch many movies multiple times as much as I watched this multiple times, and I've never analyzed and attempted to defend. And like I think this decade, like this is the first time I actually had to like 
analyze a movie and, and, and kind of like speak to my opinions on it. Like I've never, there, there's never been a movie that I've liked that's been so fucking divisive in my fucking yeah, life. And who cares? The point of this is to like, say what we thought was the best, not like what Well, I, th- I mean, I think, like, this is a, I think this movie is a complete auteur piece. Yeah. And like, it, and like it, mean, like it means something significant to you yeah. for like actual reasons. Uh, then the town. And then finally, Eric, can you guess my last one? You already said BVS. I can't believe um, Eric didn't say this. If it's what I think it is, you, you haven't. You, uh, ha- you can't guess it, Eric. Best of the decade, Eric. Uh, you pussy, Eric. You uh, gotta know this. Wait. One guess. You got one guess. Oh man. I mean, I, obviously, I want to say I can't say the Dark Knight because it's two thousand eight. No. But no. There is a Dark Knight movie that came out this decade, though. There's no way. Uh, oh, no, yeah, the Dark the uh, Dark Knight Rises. Um, it, what the fuck could it be? Can I get... Yeah, go ahead, Pat, what do you think? Let's legalize crack. It's Popstar. Yeah. <laughs> Popstar, never stop stopping. I can't... Uh, you win, King, you win, because that's, you know... Exactly. I can't I went on all these, um, these, all these rants about uh, the best comedies of the year, MacGruber, and all that. And uh, I even mentioned Lonely Island when I talked about that. And I, yeah. You know, literally, my favorite comedy of that year was Popstar. What? Goddamn! I probably watched that movie more than any fucking movie this, this decade. What that was, was that was Chekhov's Never Stop, Never Stopping. When, <laughs> when Eric fucking didn't say it, I was like, Wow. Well, I'm glad someone held it down because it, it deserves to be watched by all and everyone. Yes, I, and I, I mean, overall, I think this decade was inundated by universes. And I mean, even though I don't think any of us had any, I think I'm probably gonna be the only person that had a superhero movie on my list. I still have to say that like these movies. For the most part, even if I like them, you know, and I like most of DC stuff, it, they they're still empty to me. Like I, I think that I loved it in the in the top. Like it was like a, a long tail, and it went down as the as the years went on. Yeah, like, it's just like hard, stuff that's hard to like carry with you. Yeah, like, it, none of them none of them stuck with me like BVS did and still continues to. Like the movie it both fascinates and haunts me every single day. <laughs> Self inflicted I mean, trauma. <laughs> But, like, at the end of the day, like, we had some really great fucking horror, really great comedy. We had some really good Tarantino as well. I think Django Unchained was, like, a, a movie that I think that he made more than anything for the the something he couldn't predict was the, the coming politics of what this type of thing was going to be. Oh, yeah. And it's I, I didn't mean to, to when I said the Tarantino movies weren't on my list, I didn't mean to say that. I do, especially, I, I do like Django quite a bit. Uh Obviously, I have hair exactly like Calvin Candy. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, nothing else like him. Uh, but uh, the the one thing where it's always like people are always trying to say that like Tarantino is actually like obviously like his his use of the N word for it's over terrible. twenty years has been ignorant. Yeah. Uh, and his constant defense of it uh, digs his heels into the ignorance. But he also, like, is on the front lines of protests telling cops to, like, fuck off. Yeah. And, like, even when he's getting accused of making uh, movies where Margot Robbie doesn't have speaking parts, he oh made Jackie Brown and Kill Bill <laughs> and Death Proof. And, like, he I mean, knows what know, he's doing. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. And uh, it is great that, like, it, it not only does, like, is killing uh slave owners and killing nazis more relevant than ever but even the once upon a time in hollywood trailer starts with lighting nazis on fire yeah so like he gets it like he's still like let's let's he he's one of the good guys yeah i mean this decade was 
it was we, we saw the conglomeration of a lot of shit. Yeah, honestly, and, and it's and, scary. And he was only able to make uh, Django and Hateful Eight because of how successful he'd been before those. Right, exactly. So. Like if he if he wasn't successful, I doubt we would have gotten that many Tarantino movies this year. I think that I mean looking at this next decade we're on the cusp of something very scary like you look at disney slate every single year you look at the slate or just like their ownership yeah i mean you look at, you look at the slate of movies this year you won't find the variety that you found even in the worst years like 2011 or 2012 yeah. like this decade might be a lot and a lot of you know in my opinion like the golden age or the golden era of a lot of shit like yeah. i yeah. don't think we get that many paul thomas anderson movies next decade because there's gonna be it's gonna be so clogged like the movie like the the theater is gonna be so fucking clogged for the summer and the fall that there's no there's not gonna be any room for any of this shit yeah. anymore so i i was very optimistic Mono culture baby we're hitting the monoculture buckle up yep I mean, we're gonna be watching the same movies from the same studios, starring the same people, directed by the same like three white guys. Can't wait, baby. Trevorrow, <laughs> my favorite director. But I, I think Trevor. there is some hope. I think, uh, wait, do we got to hear Cam's list? Yeah, but I mean, again, there is some hope here. Uh, obviously, Moonlight this does show hope. Jordan Peele's run is showing hope. I'm hoping yeah. that they can break through and we can actually, you know, I, I'm hoping I'm wrong. But this decade, I think, was tremendous. I think it was a spectacular decade. It was touch and go there when they tried to. Uh, steal the oscar yeah. uh, <laughs> and, and give it to God. la la, la like land but i can't believe that was like three years nobody ago. talks about la la land anymore no. not a single soul no. it sucked at the time oh wow <laughs> all right cam if you said la la land i'm sorry i, was, <laughs> I really wasn't it would have been very unexpected um, Look, I'll start this off by saying this. If Inglorious Bastards would have been released one year later, it might have been my number one. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> number, it, it came out 2009. So it's no, it's one of them. Yeah. But no, so my number 10 is um, Prisoners with Hugh Jackman. Oh, wow. I like Prisoners a lot. It was a really good film. Um, I like suspense thriller type films, and I thought it was great. Is and that it, Denny? Yeah, we, yeah, I still mm-hmm. have to see it. You haven't seen it? No, that's great. And oh, end, they, I, I love it. They, I think it's great. And the ending was perfect. I love the ending. I love the ending to this film. So, Prisoners was my number ten. Number nine was The Social Network. Okay. Um, yes. I think that when you talk about Facebook and how big Facebook is and how big it's become, and then the fact that you were able to get a movie made about the the site and the app. Which it felt like was kind of in the like in the middle of Facebook's peak. It was, movie. yeah. It, it was like it, it wasn't like Facebook had started the decline or it was something that was of the past. We were living through Facebook at its at its most popular. Probably. Yeah, which is what yeah. made the movie being good even crazier. Exactly. So yeah, it's like uh, it's like when Oliver Stone made uh, W while George W. Bush was still alive, kind of thing. Eric, we should only do these episodes over the phone anymore because we're on the exact same wavelength. <laughs> I know. Me, uh, it's simpatico, baby. I love it. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree, Cam. It, it is, it's a kind of anomaly. We don't see movies like that do this sort of uh, talking about it in real time, especially now that we see the sort of uh, evil that it's capable of inflicting on society. Yeah. And, we got to, and we got to see me at the end of the day, he was a villain in that shit. And we got to see it in 2010 or 2011 when people weren't really talking about it like that and it's like yeah the story is just crazy like it's just it's a great story um it also has the like what a lot of people still need to hear which is like you're gonna go through life thinking that people don't like you because you're a nerd 
but it's because you're a fucking asshole or whatever she says to him, which is like still, yeah, it's free incel, like incel dunking. It's great. Um, my number eight was, um, drive drive made my list as well. Um, I thought it was pretty straight to the point, pretty violent, pretty (laughs) aggressive. And it's probably my favorite Ryan Gosling movie. So that, that no actually no I just told a crazy lie he has another, <laughs> he has another film on his list actually list. so Ryan Gosling one of my favorite <laughs> let's just throw it out there so um yeah so drive number seven Moonlight yes um for I'm a I'm a straight black man but we I, I, I don't I had never seen a film in theaters like go and see something like Moonlight and I it moved me and I'm not gay. So I can imagine for people who haven't been able to be represented like that in a movie before and have a story like that told, what that could have meant for them and not gonna lie, I cried. Yeah, I did I too. It. I cried when I saw it too. And I think that it was great that a movie like that was able to win we 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 clown the Oscars and award shows and everything and say that they don't get yeah. it right a lot. But it's of because times. they don't it's because it's, stuff like this doesn't exactly, win. Because stuff like this doesn't win. And the fact that this movie did win um, I felt like that was important, and it's one of the best movies I've seen this decade for sure. Um, my number six, this is where my list kind of will start to get a little bit interesting. My number six was uh, Skyfall. Uh, okay, okay. It's a great movie. I like Skyfall a lot. Um, the best James Bond movie of my lifetime, probably. So I agree. And so uh, I mean, you saw Octopussy when you were two. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. age alert. Exactly. Age so, alert. Uh, I thought Skyfall was great. I love Skyfall. Um, I went. To, I remember going to see it the night it came out. Uh, terrible mistake, honestly. Going to see this longest shit. At least longest shit. Um, <laughs> the best part's the very end exactly. too. <laughs> I had to fight through it to get to the end of the movie, but I really like Skyfall. I, I've watched this movie probably about three or four times, and it's so long. So the fact that I'm able to sit down and watch it that many times post release. Uh, speaks to how much I like it. And you fall asleep during anything. Yeah, I, make it this, I make it through this movie. Number five for me is Get Out. Uh, I think we've all spoke, everybody has spoken on this film so far already. I don't think I have much left to contribute. Um, like Jordan, I mean, Justin just said, it, Jordan Peele's run appears to be beginning right now, and that's going to be the beginning of it, if, if it does turn into something special. Um, yeah. My number four. Blade Runner 2049. I, I had this That's my up to the last second. I will say, please, actually, uh, I this is another one I still haven't seen. I know that's oh, crazy. Wow. Uh, I, I please can we avoid spoilers? I, I, said, I said this about Blade Runner when I saw it. I said this is this is the best three hour movie that I'm never gonna watch again. It's, it's great. <laughs> it's actually so good. I bought it on iTunes to watch it on the plane, <laughs> and so I actually own this movie. Um, Blade Runner 2049. Extremely entertaining. I won't spoil it for Pat, but... Yeah, you can't say much about it. No, I'm so excited to watch it. God damn. My three. This might be a controversial pick, honestly. But Wolf of Wall Street is my number three movie. Okay, okay. Like, I was in college when it came out. We all watched it in the dorm room. It was fucking (laughs) great. We all enjoyed it. We all laughed. You probably see this movie a hundred times, though. And as long as I watched it plenty of times. I can imagine uh, this... This has my it was my worst theatrical experience of all time <laughs> when this movie came out. I won't tell it right now, a because I'll actually get you like really the yeah. I saw it with my whole family actually. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you met my family like yeah. it, it was cool. Like it like that wasn't the 
the bad part about it. Fuck it. Okay, so these two old women who look like they were in, like, the fancy hat club were sitting behind us, and I've already lived in L.A. for a couple years, so I'm used to, like, yeah, I was being a coastal elite. I'm used to, like, fucking, like, people care about the movie, like, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. So these women behind us just won't stop talking, and even my dad shushed them at one point, which, like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, they really needed to be shushed. And anyway, like, they just, like, wouldn't t- they wouldn't stop talking the whole time. And then in the scene when, like, they're pouring the candle wax on him yeah. uh, when he's naked. Remember, this is how vividly I remember this. She's the, I remember one woman said, like, she should just shove the other end in. Like, meaning, like, she should shove the, like, flame, yeah. like, up oh his my ass. Gosh. And I was like, I'm so sorry, ladies. Will you please stop talking? And she was like... <laughs> You stop talking. And I was like, I like, I was like, oh, oh my god! Like, I can't believe how angry I am right now. Like, I have to. Like, I got up and left the theater, and I like said to like the guy, like you know, some schmuck in like an oversized suit in the lobby. I'm like, listen, like somebody's causing trouble in the theater, and you need to do something about it. And he was like, okay, so like, you want me to like, what do you want me to do? And I was like. You know, walk in there with me. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna kick her ass. <laughs> and so, like, we get outside the theater, and the guy's like, "Okay, so like, what do you want to do when we get in there?" And I'm like, "I what? It's your job. You're supposed to. I thought you were gonna be like a bounty hunter for me. Like, what are you doing?" And like, yeah. like anyway, we get in there. I like point her. I like I like walk over the aisle, like, point at her, and like sit down six and a half inches in front of her. And then he leans in, and he's like, "Uh, ma'am." Some people have been saying that, uh, One and I'm like, "Well, about you, but they all know." And like then, then she just says to him, "Like, oh, we didn't say a word." And then, like, he, then he leaves. And like, my my family's mad that I like. Made, made a scene, scene. like I, I got into one of the worst fights in my life with my sister afterward like it, it was I should rewatch the movie okay <laughs> there we are <laughs> okay number, I'm going number, that's, that might be the greatest story <laughs> I, you know what I'm sorry one one last thing instead of complaining to this fucking idiot who like didn't care or do anything what I should have done was walk over to the concession stand buy a seven dollar fountain drink the size of my head and while I'm walking back to my seat like oh no spilled it on her why did i do that oh sorry camp number two (laughs) repressed memories here oh number two for me is uh django and chain okay yeah i think christmas day i think it was christmas day it's christmas day christmas day with my classmates from high school this was my senior year high school movie came out and this was a big deal for us because I think this was like around, this was like the first time I think all of us were all 17. Yeah. So everybody could go to the R-rated movie for the first time. Like On Christmas, yeah, too. That's so kick-ass. I think one of my friends was like just turning 17, so we all were able to finally go. And so, and Django is great. Like, it's a great film in my opinion. It's so fun. I love it. It's hilarious. Guy action. It has everything that you probably would look for in a, in a movie. It's got a pretty good romance, yeah, actually. Exactly. Like, So I, I, I enjoy Django. Yeah, um, great, a great romance like outside of the trauma that in, informs it exactly <laughs> um and then my number one for the decade uh gone girl this is my okay okay i have anxiety this is <laughs> <laughs> this is a late fees classic this is my favorite movie of the decade um i have watched this movie at least 10 times I, every if it's on tv i'm going to watch it i'm going to drop anything i'm doing and i will cut it off it's a blast yeah it's it, fincher's so good at making a really good movie that's also really fun to watch exactly and i remember going to see it in theaters and i remember a lot of people who went to see the movie hadn't read the book 
they didn't they hadn't read the book or anything yeah so at least that's the that's the impression i got from the people surrounding yeah and had you read the book i read the book okay because my mom had the book and yeah she had read it and she gave it to me to read and everything not that she forced me to read it but she, yeah i asked for it after. <laughs> yeah no it's okay <laughs> it's okay so, yeah uh, so um well gone girl i remember being in theaters when this dropped and the the twist pretty much at the end well not the end but the middle the, kind the middle, of middle yeah. kind of yeah uh being the fact that she was the one behind everything was just like crazy but then the twist of her killing um neil patrick harris, neil patrick harris like it was so many twists and turns in the film like that just it makes it crazy enjoyable it's the most fun i've had watching a movie as far as also being the most stressed watching a movie at the same time that neil patrick harris kill is so good it's, yeah it's the, great oh it's good and, and it so, comes out of nowhere yeah <laughs> like you're not expecting it at all so um yeah, Gone Girl, that's my right before, movie for the decade. Right before he fucking sprayed, too. <laughs> <laughs> With wearing no condom, by the way. Like, just a, going wrong. Just a... He thought... He was like, oh, you left your husband? You ran away from society? You live in a cabin in the woods? This... I, I won. For, fuck I, it. Yeah, I... He questioned none of this. Yeah, he thought... He, he, he risked it all. After she had already basically exiled him. <laughs> yeah, quite literally risked it all. Yeah. Wait, so that's that's two Fincher movies from Yeah, two Fincher. Uh, I was gonna Cam, say that. I like that. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. Cam is yeah. low key a yeah. cinephile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two Fincher films and two Ryan Gosling films. There so. you go. And and I mean, Wait, what was your second Ryan Gosling again? Blade I, I Runner twenty forty nine and Drive. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised you hadn't seen Blade Runner uh, twenty forty nine, Pat. Like, again, like. I, I didn't really like it when I first saw it, and then like a week passed, and I was like, "Is this the best movie I've ever seen?" <laughs> okay, I went to see it with my ex girlfriend, and like she fell. Shut up to her. <laughs> yeah, like no, but she fell <laughs> she fell asleep in the movie with like, and I I remember we left, and she was like confused as to like why Wait, I couldn't speak after. Cam, was good. Cam, is that the girl who said, "I'm at the tippy tippy top, been the baddest since my titties dropped." <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute to realize what the hell you were doing. I left Blade Runner speechless, honestly. Like I didn't know how to like comprehend what I had just. You saw. guys probably broke up because she fell asleep. Yeah, it's like a three-hour movie, so maybe that's what turned me off at first. You know, a lot we, of went, people, went, we went at like nine o'clock. Why do you do this to yourself? Because yeah. it was the only time during the day, like. She had classes during the. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I, I remember you want to talk about the the I will one up the Skyfall Midnight experience with I saw the Peter Jackson's King Kong. Oh wow! At oh, midnight, no. was it intermission? I don't remember, oh, but like I like I remember like because because like Lord like I saw I didn't see the first Lord of the Rings at midnight, but I probably saw Two Towers and Return of the King at midnight. Jesus. And uh, I I saw a lot of shit at midnight in high school, but. This one, because Return of the King was like, you know, the best movie ever when it came out, me and my friend Dan were like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, like King Kong, like at midnight, it's going to be amazing. Like Peter Jackson, like back with another one. But, and <laughs> no. then, then we realized, like, oh, nobody nobody else came to see King Kong. Like, fuck it, like we're doing it. Yeah. And like, then it's like 11 15, and we're like, fuck, we, fuck. We're doing like, this is going to be four and a half more hours. And it was the worst. <sighs> King Kong, not on any lists. Not, oh, it never, list. never will be. Jack and, Black. Uh, but, I mean, what what is on our list is a lot more stuff coming from RNC Decade. Uh, this was the Late Fees 
uh, best movies of the decade list from from all four of us. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, follow us on uh, Twitter at RNC Radio Live for the rest of our list. We're gonna be so there's so many like we're literally like arguing about lists right now in our own little little chat as well. Yeah, uh, but. You know, and hit us up on Twitter, listeners. I want to. I want to hear y'all shit. I want to argue about some shit. I haven't argued about movies in a long time, except with the boys. And I, I'm sure I'll change my opinion on tons of shit. So I want to. I want to hear some. I want to hear some opinions. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, for Pat, Cam, Eric, and myself, uh, we're going to continue doing this inventory. Uh, we open up the store just for this special episode. As a reminder, we have three episodes coming in June. Of course, you're getting this episode a week after our Godzilla episode. Um, so we, we have the John Singleton episode coming next week with a special guest. And we also have the Child's Play retrospective. I love these episodes. We watch literally a whole franchise <laughs> in two weeks. So I I expect you guys to to be up on your Chucky lore. Oh, yeah. uh, you don't know how old I'm going to be because I have to start from scratch. Oh, you've seen none of them. My, he, my, here's what I've seen: the John Waters scenes. Oh wow, that's all I've seen. This is going to be good. Yeah. Our, and, and Eric's already a pussy, so they, this is going to be great. <laughs> Eric's going to be walking around his apartment thinking the cat's going to murder him, <laughs> but like with a knife or a gun, not like with cat stuff. Uh, but but as always, thank you guys for uh, listening. The video store is closed. We'll see you next week with John Singleton. Gonna make it bend and break Say a prayer but let the good times roll In case God doesn't show And I want these words to make things right But it's the wrongs that make the words come to life But who does he think he is? If that's the worst you got, better put your fingers back to the key Collecting